0: Like an old man drinks, and sure don't need brandy now to help me think. What I need is something to put me on an even keel. For me some wine so I can tell you how I feel. For me some wine. Stay tuned for part two of our episode on the uh, changes from tape wine. to digital in uh, recording music with Mr. Uh, Mike uh Grillo and Mr. Nicola Stimmer. Please join us for part two.
1: It was Chuck Mangione, The Eleventh Commandment. I, and this is a really obscure Chuck Mangione tune that you had with uh, uh, Vinny Vidalo on, on on saxophone and a couple of other dudes at the time. And Chuck Mangione, you know, he enjoyed a real, during that Feel So Good era, he enjoyed a, a little spurt back in the day. But the album. This, this song, 11th Commandment, this mm. was an engineering feat as well. And I'm sure we can all go around the horn with this, but this is really more for the listener to say, if you want to look it up, look up the 11th Commandment and check I'm
2: sure that everybody is mentioning record that they made on tape.
1: Yeah, it was all tape. But I want to say something.
2: Before, tape. I thought you were asking what record do you enjoy the most that you did, that I recorded. Record I oh no! Alex uh, no, I was not, just no, okay. Yeah, okay. to me, the record, my, just, my record of all time. Right, right. No, I is,
0: was what I was. You know, so as I, far as I, no, is, I apologize for that. But that's what okay. I was saying is just, I wanted to know what you really enjoyed from an engineering standpoint. Not necessarily something that you did. So,
2: the, as I did but, is as promised. Alex Biondo, I think, has the best sounding record I ever did. Okay. But my favorite sounding record of all time, without hesitation, would be so from Peter Gabriel. Okay. I think. I think. That's on a whole different league. Mm. That's like I, you know, and a friend of mine mixed it. Kevin Killen mixed it actually. Mm. And uh, Peter Gabriel just got divorced. He had absolutely no money. This record was made. All the musicians: Peter, uh, Tony Levin, uh, Steve Ferroni everybody's on this record worked for free. Mani cache, All those guys were working wow. for free. And he told me they recorded and mix it in this house in England next to a train station. So they were recording between trains. That became <laughs> one of the second the first, the second biggest record of the eighties after the Joshua Tree from U2, recorded with no money in a house between trains. Between trains. <laughs> so there, how about that? <laughs> Drop the mic, Nicola. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, the Sonny Clear, that's I mean, amazing. Yeah. He's wow. the guy we spent supposedly weeks on his vocal tuning. Mm. Like, he sends it to all different engineers to send him back the perfect EQ'd vocal.
1: Mm at this. You
0: guys can keep talking.
1: I just want to touch
0: this for a minute. Okay. Okay. Alright. So, Nicola, uh, like I said, one of my favorite recordings is uh, uh, by Wynton the, Marcellus. Show me the smile. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite recordings is by Wynton Marcellus. So, I'm, I'm a Wynton Marcellus fan. Okay. And I think he's been very uh, important to uh, American music, particularly over the last uh Hmm. Over the last forty years, yeah, you know, from uh, I guess when he, you know, when he was a brash young man, you know, coming out of Juilliard and uh, doing the classical and doing the jazz, yeah, uh, and then Art Blakey, Art Blakey, right? That's what really kind of, right. of shaped him
2: into who he is, right? Uh, right. Yeah.
0: And and also he's a tireless educator, <laughs> you know, yeah. when he's on the road, and uh, so now I, I think that his his musical journey has paralleled the journey of hip hop. Okay. Right. Cause hip hop started, uh, I mean, as far as it, it's, uh, it's introduction to the public at large mm-hmm. was 1979 rappers. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, and from there, I think, you know, went and started around that same time. So when we look at, uh, today's stuff, you know, with with uh, rap trap, you know, as we as we talk now, I think the big thing is trap mm-hmm. and rap. Mm-hmm. And then if we go back to uh NWA mm-hmm. and fast forward from there. So from there, that, that it was more of an element of profanity in in rap. Mm-hmm. Whereas prior to NWA, I don't think the element of profanity was which here are you talking about? Right, right was, uh, so
1: you're talking about going from party rap to gangster rap? No.
0: Well, no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't
1: call it party rap. Just rap, mm-hmm. you know. Just, I mean, yeah, it, it's sort of referred to right. now as okay. party okay. rap. But it was okay. a, it was yeah, a, Grandmaster, okay.
0: Grandmaster
2: Flash. People like these yeah, yeah. was party rap. Yeah, yeah, right, was right, right. Even Cool J was party. Okay, rap. Right. Yeah, cause was, Jane, was party okay. Because okay, okay, yeah. at
0: that point it was just you know I can rap better than you. I right, got more right, women, right, I'm cooler. Right, I got right, nicer right. cars. And and then suddenly you know, right. have more like you know and right and then fast forward right fast forward to I'm gonna shoot you and your mother, you know. So we
2: time we Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: So that that type of thing. So, but it to me it's amazing if you think about it that that you know Quentin Marcellus has been you know kind of doing his his education and his music in that same era. So for me it's I, you know I I guess maybe for somebody like him he's doing what he's doing, but from my observations, like mm-hmm. damn man, you you've you been like swimming upstream. He's an extremely like, talented. You know, yeah, you've been yeah, but you've been swimming upstream like a salmon, man. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know you did you know kind of against that that type of thing. I mean, obviously you got, you know, you got Stanley Crouch in tow, you know, and and Stanley's handling the the, the, the journalistic part of it, which is a wonderful thing, you know. And uh, so where I want to take this is, you know, for you gentlemen, if we look at today, I think it was last year, you know, it's, it's 2019 right now, but I think it was 2018, I may be wrong, but, 2018 or 2017 where uh, uh Kendrick Lamar won the Pulitzer Prize mm-hmm. for music you know and uh in the years past I don't know the exact year but when Marcellus won the Pulitzer Prize for music and I believe he won his first Pulitzer for a uh commission that he did called Blood on the Fields
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh we, well,
1: we 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 we're
0: going to do a little role play Okay.
1: Who do I get to
0: be? Now, who do you get to be? Yeah. I I don't know. I'm t- I'm trying to decide. I'm I'm gonna be Winton because I'm a, be, a be Winton okay. fan. Okay. So now you not Winton. He's so fine. so now I'm 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 gonna be <laughs> Winton. Okay. Right. And and we're gonna we gonna have a little puristic conversation. And one of you guys is gonna be Kendrick Lamar.
2: He's gonna be Kendrick. Be, he's gonna be Kendrick, Lamar. be Kendrick Lamar. Can I be Radford? Can you be who Bradford myself? You can be Bradford. Great.
0: Okay, but not, oh, it's
2: coming. Okay,
0: now you know you gotta stick with your brother, though, right? I
1: don't think so. You gotta stick with
0: your brother in public. I, you can't not
1: all the time. You, you time. can't
0: kick your brother in the face in public. You can, you can kick him in the face at home, but you can't <laughs> do it in public. Cool. Okay. All right. So so now here's the conversation. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm 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 uh, I'm Wynton. And I'm talking to Kendrick Lamar and we both both of us have Pulitzer Prizes for music mm-hmm. and we having a conversation. So so and I guess for the Pulitzer people who know something about music and art and, and all that stuff at a high level and give out these awards, they put us on the same level. Oh, I see Mike just turned his hat to the side. Okay. Yo, I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not Mike, I'm Kendrick. Right. Okay. Kendrick. Okay, Kendrick. All right, Kendrick. All right. All right. All right so, true, true. so I'm 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 i <laughs> Wenton and and me and Kendrick, we got we both got pure And we're gonna have a conversation. And and Wenton, I'm starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. As a musician. And so I'm, I'm I'm gonna say, Kendrick. What's up, baby? Listen, man, um, what do you think about uh Freddie Hubbard when it you know, in Up Jump Spring? When he does when he uses his tritone substitution in the in the uh uh C section of Up Jump Spring, do you think that he uses that as a harmonic device or melodic device? And and as a melodic device, do you think he uses it to facilitate the bass player making that chromatic movement in the two five one? Or he just uses it as an embellishment to the two, five, one
1: dog, you know, it, that,
0: you know, you know, when he uses that, tri, that tritone substitution, what do you think?
1: You know, first of all, Doug, you, you, you got to speak English. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't, I have no idea what you just said. I know it sounds fly. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I don't really know because uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't study music, so I, I don't know it like that. So maybe you could break it down a way. I can, okay. Okay. I, I, now I, I let, me, let me break
0: it down. Um, uh, <laughs> Now, nah, nah, okay, i right, what well, one, one more? All right, I'll tell you. Yeah, what, you making, know what I mean? Nah, mean I right, nah, okay, tra- okay, I'm trying to
1: contribute. Okay. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, well, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> making it a little easier. Let me give you, I'm a, I'm gonna throw you a softball. All right, I'm gonna throw you a softball because we both we both got Pulitzer's. We we got Pulitzer's. Okay, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you a softball. What do you think about uh, Jelly Roll Morton and his tune Shreveport Stomps, You know, you know when he goes from the B section to the C section. And he, he uh, modulates using the secondary dominant versus the dominant, which most people would have used the dominant. But he uses the secondary dominant to modulate to the C section. You know, I mean, um, you know, my 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 apologies to, to modulate from the A section to the B section. He uses the secondary dominant for a soft <laughs> landing. What do you think about that? I mean, do do you have any of your yeah. tunes where you use the secondary dominant? I'm gonna need
1: a. Train. Kendrick, <laughs> can I take over for you to take
2: a break? Yeah. Have some super set up for a second. Hey, hey,
1: hey,
2: Winton, who cares? Who cares? Who cares, man? It's about the music. Freddie didn't give a shit about this. He just heard it, he did it, that was it. There's this interview that I heard from, I'm, I'm Bradford, by the way. Um, <laughs> did you hear this thing from Herbie that was saying was playing with Miles? And there's a tune that they were playing at, and suddenly Herbie played the wrong chord. You heard that thing?
1: Nah, I he so heard that before Yeah,
2: Herbie put the clunk on the middle of the form. It, oh, what did Miles do? He adjusted to it. He adjusted to it and he kept right. going because it's not about the tritone, about below the diamond. It's about music. Open your ear, react to what you hear.
1: That's what I'm talking and,
2: about. Uh, and Kendrick's might not know about the self-dominant, but...
1: I know how it feels. Know you know it how feels. it feels? I know how it feels. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know and what I mean? What
2: I, is the Pulitzer Prize about? Really, if you think about it. It's not about the dominant or the tritone either. It's about music, right? It's about an achievement. Okay, okay. What, and and the Kendrick Donald, the big thing about him is achievement with kids. So, he goes to schools. Mm-hmm. He, he reached to the to young, to youngster. And I think having that positive, uh, positive uh, hip-hop image with the kids of today is very, very important.
1: And hey, look, look, you know, you, know, you know, Kendrick Lamar, the, the Pulitzer Prize winner, we speak. I, I just speak to the people. That's all I do. And somehow somebody said that I did a good job, so that's why I got this award. But at the end of the day, just like just like you, went you you did something, it spoke to the people, and it gave you an award. I did something, it spoke to the people, and it gave me an award. So so if you want to put it like that, you went through all your little dominant turnaround, up down cheeseburger type type whatever. <laughs> you know, what I did is I, ju- I just went to the crates and I told the story and they gave me an award. That's all I got to say.
2: Okay. and Can I say something to you, Winton? There's some white people I can play, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, you went there. You went
0: well, there. Well well, 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 Mr. Nicola. Can, can I turn Mr. back in the mic well, now? Well, 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 well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Mr. Nicola, <laughs> Mr. Nicola uh, uh, in all fairness you know the whole perception Bradford, Bradford. oh okay Bradford <laughs> you know in, 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 in perception you know in all fairness that whole thing about white people that can't play and ain't got rhythm at all that didn't come from me that came from Stanley Crouching Miles mm-hmm. Stanley Crouching Miles publicly mm-hmm. you know they, they publicly come out and tell you who can't swing and who can't swing I ain't say nothing I ain't say nothing remember I went to Juilliard and when I went to Julia, it wasn't but nobody but me and, and a bunch of white boys, and I just played the Brandenburg Concerto better than they did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so well, I, I didn't say Thank nothing you. about white people.
2: All right. All oh, cool. right. Yeah, so just sometime we turn you go a little too far. Okay.
0: I, I, I mean, I'm just saying that wasn't me. You, you can talk to Stanley. Dude, you can talk to Stanley. I worked with
2: Sting for three years. That's fine, dude. No talk problem. to
0: Stanley. Stanley is my man. You can talk to him. There he's can. the one. That, he's he's tells. You, he's the one that tells you who can swing and who can't swing. All right. And if you don't believe me, he has a book called Considering Genius. Okay. You can read that book and he'll he'll tell you who swing and who cannot swing. So, you I'll know.
2: From okay,
0: okay. All right. So we just finished our little <laughs> uh <laughs> Went Marcellus, from Marcellus, uh Kendrick Lamar wordplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, cool, cool. So once again this is the uh One bottle. Technically, it's two bottles now. Okay, all right. Well, okay. Well, the title, once again, this is the uh, One Bottle at a Time podcast. And I'm uh, Ronald Dorsey. I'm here with Mike Griot and Nicola Stemmer. And uh, Mike said two bottles, and, and we—he's uh, yeah, three grown men. We gotta have more than one bottle. <laughs> exactly. You know, because one man, way, you know, it one. Opened
2: m- up nicely. At, mm-hmm. I don't know. Two hours later, it really opened up. Oh it opened nice. up. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's and once amazing.
0: again, we're enjoying a uh, Irie Vineyard 2015 uh, nice. Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Magnifique. Magnique. Okay, from the Great Northwest. And uh, fortunately for me, I've had occasion to uh, visit that part of the United States. Very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. And uh, even more beautiful if you bring your umbrella because it's...
2: It rains all the time, right?
0: Eh? More often than not, it's going to be raining. But it's a very, very, very beautiful.
2: But they have to have some sound. If this thing is coming up, there has to be some up right to get this.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Right. And Nicola, now, you, you, you're you the European in the crowd. Yeah. And we had a little conversation earlier about uh, Penowa Versus Burgundy. Right. And you were talking about how, you know, uh from the Willamette Valley, it's a pure Pinot Noir. I mean, I, I assume so. I'm not sure. Okay, but okay, okay. Tend to be, tend to right, be. Right, right. Okay, and I think you mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you yeah. uh, mentioned uh, about how Burgundies yeah. can be more or less blends versus. They blend something. The, yeah. the red Burgundies sure. can be more or less blends versus the, the pure, poor, the pure Pinot Noir. A, Which this, is, this is this a little
2: fruitier. If you go to Burgundy, you have a little more peppery, you know? Okay. And they have a couple of stuff in it, you know, like the, the, the big Burgundy, like the Pomar or whatever, you know? Okay. There's always a little subtle things on the back. You don't exactly know what you're drinking, but there's a couple of things on the
0: back. Okay. There. Yeah. Okay. But All right.
2: But might be interesting to see 10 years from now like what this wine tastes like, too. Mm. It's still very young.
0: Okay. All right. It, might, it might get more complex
2: wine? as we as it goes on. Okay. You
0: know? yeah. Cool. Cool. For, for those, those of us who have a, uh, a nice cellar. That's right or a uh, nice refrigerator if you live in New York City in, in, the, in on, on the 26th floor. <laughs> It'd be very hard to... Uh, if you have a nice a nice, uh, nice wine refrigerator. Yeah, it's a be nice to have. You know, sure. you got to have. So, in uh, 10 50 years... 58
2: degrees, up. keep it like that. You can yeah. keep it many years like that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. If you don't have temptation of opening, you should lose the key. That's the thing. Because if you have a refrigerator like this on the 26th floor in New York City, <laughs> <laughs> he won't open that door. Once, you know, okay. <laughs>
0: well, you know, for for, for, for for us New Yorkers, we have some, a, uh, we have some places that are... Uh, uh, wine vaults, sure, yeah. And for a fee, they keep our wine that's for us. That's right. That's right. So you know, we can go and get it when we want to get it, and it's in it's in good shape. And
2: do you know Moïse uh, Movers, the big company? Right, right. They right, right, mm-hmm. They're right under the Holland Tunnel, and right, I, I became right. friends with, with the owner there. Mm-hmm. He has a whole like over twenty thousand square feet facility where he stores the wine stores for big one. restaurants like Chanterelle or that. Wow, they have their wine cellar there, and because they are movers, they get them a list of what they need, and they actually move the wine to the restaurant.
0: Right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so now we're we're gonna go to uh the section of inspiration and, and, and advice for uh the, our younger audience, for people that are young people that are are in uh that are musicians or aspiring producers or or young people that are learning to be audio engineers. You know, we're gonna start with Nicola and, and we wanna ask you, you know, what information or what advice or what you know, uh, path would you give to a young person that, that's, that's a musician right now that would love to express their craft and share it with other people or a young person that would like to be an audio engineer you know, or a producer? What, 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 what would you give to them uh, from your experience that you think would help them to, to succeed?
2: Well, I think this, these are two different subjects here. If you're a musician... Is one thing. To be a musician, I think we're lucky to be in New York City. So I think the reason why I moved to New York is to be exposed to what is in New York. There's so much. So as a musician, go out as much as you can. Rehearse as much as you can and as many bands as you can. Go listen to as many gigs as you can. Like basically, feed yourself of what's happening around you. That's number one thing. Mm. As a producer, an engineer, I think those kids should and they don't do it. They should really be interned somewhere. They should spend time in studios and just, it's, they don't have to do anything. Just sit in and just listen to what's going on. And see, see the big sessions. I mean, I learned, I learned myself, the little bit I know, by being in session with big producers and see how they reacted, what they did. How, how did they get the best out of me? That, that's, you know, that's the way I think to do it, is to really, again, look at your elders. You know, look look at the people before you. Quite often now, you know, you can buy a software in your room and write a song, and you never seen anything on the outside you know mm. you haven't opened yourself to so as engineer producer, spend time schools are good you don't got to learn to engineer in school you don't going to learn how to be a producer in school you got to learn how to least this by doing it mm. and and if you have if, if you, there's millions to you offer yourself as an intern for free spend time in the studio check the session put the microphone clean vacuum the rug after do whatever you got to do mm. but observe really the magic that happens to you mm. Those kids will know more than we do about the software. We don't care about this. That's BS. The software is BS. It's what's happening here. How did Mike get the bass player to play that or the guitar player? That's what mm. you got to learn how to do. Mm. How do you get that tone? How do, you, how do you make the artist comfortable enough to give his best? Some people need to be tweaked a little bit. Maybe you got to be pissed off at me a little bit because we've done it 62 times. Mm. <laughs> uh, some, some people don't. Some people got natural. So you got, you got to learn how to get that out of the people that are in the studio. And that you can learn in school.
0: Okay, Mike, uh, same question for you. You know, for the young people listening in our audience, what would you say to a young person that's looking to uh, uh, be a good musician, a great musician, a producer, or an audio engineer? From your experience, you know, which you kind of gave us a little bit about, what would you say to them to help them move forward and succeed?
1: Uh, So usually when I used to... uh teach classes, I would tell my students to pick something uniquely that's your tool for learning. Like in my case, I had an instrument. I had a cello or a bass. And through that tool, I was able to discover the rest of music in all of its its, its aspects. So I would tell them if, if engineering is your thing, then refine your tool and use engineering as a gateway to the rest of that knowledge. If a trumpet is your tool, become great at trumpet so that you can, that will be your key in that door Mm -hmm. that opens to the rest of that knowledge base. So my advice has always been, I don't care what tool you use, but accept your tool as uniquely yours Work to become great at it mm. with it to your to the best of your ability and assume that that process will be the key that will unlock those other doors. Mm. But there's no way to get to where you want to go without having a tool. Mm. And desire is not enough. Mm. It never is. Got to do the work. And you have to have a, a vehicle, mm. a mechanism, a mm. means a tool to access the gifts that your heart desires. Mm. But desire is not enough. Because everybody desires to do it, right? Everybody has the desire. Everybody's got the desire. Who who wants to do the work? But who wants to do the work? Okay. All right, right,
0: cool, cool, cool. Okay, gentlemen, so we're, we're gonna wrap up the episode and uh just want to uh, put it out there. we'll start with Nicola if you have any any uh ideas or final comments that you'd like to make uh you know to our audience uh, for the uh one bottle at a time podcast
2: I like to do that every Thursday <laughs> 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 at least at least with two bottles, <laughs> <laughs> two bottles. Hey, it's a lot of fun. it's always nice to talk you know to talk with people about stuff like this. I love okay. to talk about music.
1: you can never talk about music enough so mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, and, and Mike, any, any final comments?
1: Yeah, I mean, things like this remind, and sometimes it, it reminds me of, of why I do it. Mm. Because you, you, you really, sometimes you don't remember all the reasons that this whole career choice is valuable That's until right. you have a chance to share with other people and realize you're, n- you're never alone. Mm. Although you can feel alone and lonely at times in this chosen profession, you get situations like this and you're like, man. You Hmm. got your ass kicked the same way I did. (laughs) (laughs) That feels wonderful. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, and as always, we'd like to uh, uh, end our podcast with a little uh, literary gem that I like to call the uh, short story of the day. So if you have a uh, contribution that you can make to our audience, I'd gladly appreciate it. And I'll start with mine. My short story of the day is The Gilded Sixpence is a story by uh, Zura Neil Hurston, a wonderful uh, writer, uh, one of those writers that received uh, critical acclaim later, posthumously. you know, after she, she left this world, somebody decided, a group of editors decided that, wow, this is, this is some good stuff and uh, published it to the world. So once again, my short story of the day is uh, The Gilded Sixpence by Zora Neale Hurston. So Mike, if you have one to share with our audience, uh, go ahead and do that.
1: Well, I don't know whether I have a short story, but uh, I will say that uh, there's plenty of material to, to, to absorb to give you a better idea of how to be, become a more connected person, I would say, for example, uh, there's a great book, which eventually was made into a movie. But I suggest for your humanity that you all read it, and it's called The Kite Runner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I, I, and remember, I think sure. if you read, not don't wa- don't watch the movie first. <laughs> <laughs> In general, I know some not. of you will go right to the movie, mm-hmm. but read the book, The Kite Runner. And the author is. Uh, uh, oh Lord, you know what, I officially can't can't conjure it, it might be that second bottle that's blocking <laughs> me right now, but uh, you can look it up, The Kite Runner. Very powerful uh, a story of how people in other parts of the world struggle for a basic sense of humanity. Mm. And I, I would strongly suggest that in the time we live in now that you work on your, your humanity. Mm.
0: Okay, and Nicola, do you have a uh, I don't story? have a short
2: story neither, but I, I read something recently a story that, okay. that okay. I had read when I was younger called My Home for Marcel Pagnol. It was a famous writer uh, of the early uh, 20th century in France, and um, I kind of grew up with those vibes of the South of France, you know, and uh, we plunge in there, remember about connecting, you know, connecting with your family, connecting, really spend time to spend time with the people you love. And... Mm. Uh, I could still smell the lavender by reading this book, you know, which mm, is really wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. wonderful.
0: So, you can smell the lavender while reading it. Yeah. Wow, that, that's that, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> little
2: bugs, <laughs> the little bugs, the cricket and all that, you know. You, wow, that's that's, s- that's a good writer.
0: That's a good writer that can give
1: that. Reminds can give you, you that, that
2: it's so important to connect. Mm-hmm. Connecting. It's all about, we have, we we, you know, this crap is not connecting, you know, it's just, okay. you're not connecting, so one to connect. The
1: same way that I, I, I can smell the grapes while I'm drinking this great <laughs> <Okay>. wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, all right, and and for me, the, uh, the main message that I've gotten from these two gentlemen, this particular podcast, they're both uh, producers, they're both musicians, producers, and audio engineers, is that... Uh, it's good, although you may take a good bite into a Twinkie or you may take a good bite into a cheeseburger, at the end of the day, it's the quality of the ingredients that you start with. and in this case it would be the music, it would be the uh the song and it would be the performers that go be that go in, uh, in front of the microphone or in front of the
1: recording system that you have also and not to cut you off i would be remiss if i didn't mention the actual band members on your project who contributed to *Bottle jack big shout out to mr gene lake on drums okay kelton cooper on guitar victor burks on keyboards uh yours truly on bass and uh, uh, of course the the uh uh, the poetic leader of the project you yourself ron yes, dorsey
0: okay all right thank you i, I appreciate that I, I i greatly appreciate that so once again uh uh mike if you can give us the website where people can uh find out uh, more information about you and your endeavors and also your uh blues festival that's upcoming
1: absolutely you can go to south mountain blues.com and uh That'll at least at minimum tell you about the festival and redirect you to some other things that I'm involved in, and uh, hey, keep the music alive. Okay, and
0: Nicola, if if you have a a uh, contact point, website, Facebook link, or or anything else that someone that may be interested in uh, the Nine Live Studio sure. or working with you as a producer, where, where they can contact you,
2: Nine Live dot com. Okay, all the contacts. And uh, okay, if you and feel like donating money to anybody. Contact family at Woodstock. Okay, give them as much money okay. as you can. Okay. They are helping thousands of people in the Hudson Valley.
0: Okay, and and I also uh, also uh, from 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 my own uh, kind of searching around. I, there's also a Facebook page for Nine Life Studios too. Yes, that's Nine, pretty good. Sure. So yep. you know that's yep. another way to.
2: But yeah. I never post on it. Like one time out of 50 sessions, I post. I always <laughs> forget. So, Nicola Stemmer, Nic- right. Nicola Stemmer at Facebook is better. I, I post. More. Okay,
0: okay. But there's also a Facebook yes, page. Yes, there is one. There. Right, right. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll conclude. And once again, uh, we've enjoyed some great wine. We had a 2015 Irie Vineyards, uh, Noir from the Willamette Valley in Oregon in the great uh, northwest or from the great northwest of the united states and uh, we'd like to say that uh we had some food for the mind one bottle at a time this is ronald dorsey keep it moving